Welcome to the Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Disconzo, San Diego's only military radio hour, with your hosts, Maximus and Van, bringing you news, stories, and interviews from and for the military and veteran community of San Diego. That is correct. We are back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I am your host, Max Maximus Bloom. And I am here without my co-host, Van, at this very moment, but he will be joining us very shortly. Uh, We have a special guest in the studio today, Scott Schimmel from the U School. Scott. That's right. What's up? How's it going? I'm your Van today. Yes. Well, until until he gets here. So thanks for tuning in. If you don't know what we are, we are a military-themed radio show going out through uh, San Diego here on KNSJ. We talk about veterans issues we mainly focus on topics such as transition out of the military and what that's like and uh what to expect what are the goods what are the bads what are people's success stories and lessons learned and what are people doing now that they're out of the military so are you in business are you in media are you in uh developing people right so we've got Scott Schimmel today from the U-School. Uh, you can find more inf- information on that at theuschool.com. And Scott, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Max. Uh, I'm a father of three kids. was uh, born and raised in South Orange County, the home of Angels fans and Dodgers fans. I came down to San Diego almost 20 years ago this week to go to school at University of San Diego. I got an accounting degree, which I've never, ever used since then but uh i stumbled upon my love for mentoring and speaking and helping people find their passion and potential so started to work with college students ended up doing that for 10 years coming out of college and then started the u school about six years ago with a couple other guys in town sean greg sean parr ceo of bulldog drummond it's an innovation design consulting company and greg imamoto he calls himself a distressed turnaround specialist. The three of us met each other about six years ago, came up with this idea of the U School, a place to go to figure out who you are, and we've been doing that ever since. That's awesome. What is, uh, so you started this company, what what uh, was the driving force behind you deciding that this was your purpose, this was your mission? Yeah, so for me, there's a couple sides of it. One was personally, I was supposed to go into accounting, like I studied in college, because that's what you do if you're born and raised in South Orange County. You go into finance, you go into banking, you be successful in business. And that's certainly every one of my family. That's the path that they took. But somewhere in college, I realized that's just, that's really not, that's not me. And I had the privilege of having a great mentor in college, an older guy that was about my dad's age, who started to point things out in me, call me to do bigger and greater things. And so I, I, I want to return that favor. I want to help young people, high school, college age, I want them to find out who they are at a young age so they don't waste time. And the other part of it is after working with college students for 10 years, I noticed that a lot of them, even even graduating from top schools like USD and UCSD and San Diego State, they were graduating with these top university degrees, but checking in with them five, even 10 years outside of graduating college, they would report back, look, I don't really know who I am. I don't really have a close group of friends and I hate what I do for a living. And it wasn't just some people, it was almost everybody. And so I looked at that and said, there's, there's something that's not right about a system, especially, especially if you go to a school like mine, where I think at last check, it's $62,000 per year 
to go to my school for four years. That's if you get out in four years. I think by then, if you've given them a quarter million dollars, they should be able to deliver back to you a sense of clarity about who you are, your identity, your purpose, and who you belong to. So um, because there, there hasn't been that mechanism, we wanted to start that. And our first attempt was working with high school kids. Is there, are, are you old enough? Has your brain developed enough? Are you, have you been through enough life experience to actually get clear about some things? Uh, we think so, absolutely yes. Uh, but of course, the older you get, the more, the more content and material you have to process. And so that's what's led us into work with veterans and athletes as well. So I wanted to tell our listeners that uh, I went through the U school when what? I was going through. You the, did? I did. Huh. That's how I know uh, Scott. That's why you're a shining example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'll say is uh, I went through it when I was going through the Honor Foundation program, which you guys have heard me talk about on this show. Oh, what is going on, man? <laughs> we are live on the air, and guess who just walked in? It is our co-host, Van. Oh, yeah. So, Van, have a seat. Okay. Uh, meet Scott. I did. Hello, so, nice to so meet you, Van. Nice to meet you. These are our, our, the first meeting between these two guys, and so let me kind of prep what we're going to do here on the show now to Van's here, okay? So, let me start by saying, uh, yes, I went through the U-School program. It was great. I got a workbook. I filled it out. Uh, <laughs> it challenges you. Okay, so here's what I'll say about it. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I, I'm getting out of the military. Well, I am out, but rewind. I'm getting out of the military. I don't know what it is that I want to do. I am going a little crazy mm-hmm. with things that I think I might want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. Yeah. I'm going to be a... I'm going to go travel. I'm going to do a job where I'm spending time on the road doing what I'm doing now. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to bum it. I'm going to do... you be an FM I'm radio gonna, star. Yeah, I'm yes, going to... Well, exactly. that's, that's what happened. Uh, I'm going to invest in a gym. I'm going to start a company. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going nuts. And, you know, what's interesting is I was looking out to figure out mm. what I wanted to do. And what the U School does, it makes you look in. And it doesn't ask you... To figure out what you're, what you want to do, yeah. it asks you to figure out who you are, Ooh, and that the was good Max, and the Jeez. rest, and the rest becomes clear. That was good right away. Mm-hmm. And I had a few I really. Uh, it, we're we're recording it, so that was good. Okay, oh, I'm good. glad it came out as a coherent thought. I have a big yeah, problem no, with uh, putting my thoughts into words. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I really did that, and I saw it happen to so many other people too, yeah. the people that I went through this program with, I saw yeah. it happen for them too. Uh, some people are tougher nuts to crack than others, right. and yep. I'm I'm a very introspective mm-hmm. person. Uh, it was easy for me yep. to open You're up really like that. Soft nut, but yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, but what you don't realize is the 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 success of just kind of talking about what you're thinking and what's yep. going on with you, yep. and and taking a hard look at yourself. Yeah. When we were here with JT last week, we talked about uh, we talked about sometimes you have to be willing to take a look at yourself and mm. not like what you see. Ooh. You have to be willing to admit yep. that you need some work. So the U School is huge, amazing program uh, for me. And there will be a link to the uschool.com on our Facebook page. For So let's introduce uh, Van real quick. So for our cool. listeners who are tuning in, we are the Scuttlebutt Show on KNSJ 89.1 in San Diego. Thank you for tuning in. We're a military-themed radio show. Our special guest today is Scott Schimmel from the U School. Scott, thank you for being here. Happy to. So we got Van in the studio now. Hold on, hold on, Max, before you, before you pop off here. Should I give a traffic report? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll skip traffic report. Uh, it is a little bit more traffic-y uh, than one might think. <laughs> is that think, the technical term? Yes, <laughs> than one might think on a good Friday. 
Uh, sorry that I was a little bit late. Thanks for staying tuned in. And just so everybody knows, when they when I first heard about the U School, uh-huh. I thought people were saying the Youth School. So I just want to make sure we spell it Y O U School. Yeah, and that's that's what it, we're doing. It's here. also not E W E. We've had that confusion nope. a lot of times. <laughs> School for little baby lambs, <laughs> or or the. Hugh School, no. H-U-E, for yeah. art, if you're <laughs> in art it. college. It. Uh, it's the it's the U School. It's the U, Thanks, it's the guys. school about you. Yep, it's, it's the school about mm-hmm. you. Okay, so, Van, okay, yeah. Van, you're here. I'm glad you're here. It's good to see you. Hello. Long time no see. Who ya? Um, so, here's the deal. Uh, we've got Scott in the studio with his program, the U School, and we've got Van in the studio. I've been through the U School. Van, you have never been through the U School. No, and I'm excited. So, I, I, and have you transitioned out, or are you still? I am, tra- I am transitioning. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you're a real life, I am the real, real deal. life veteran. Yeah, I'm excited. A real also life veteran. Confused, yeah. lost, yes. overwhelmed. I am. That's I good. Am. Yeah, right where we want you. Yeah, I got. I actually have a nice little. It's like a little pocket reference guide for transitioning that I got from uh, TGPS. It's really? A, yeah, a little yeah, it's thing? a little pocket guide, and, and I haven't and done I, an app yet. Here's the thing. I'm not. E- I'm not even driven to flip over the first page. <laughs> like, I'm looking at it, there's, like, a picture of a dude in... Uh, in a suit? It, no, well, he's in his, his like, fatigues, and oh. then and then, he, and then he's in a suit. Oh. And I'm like, man, I don't it's know if I want to wear a suit. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'd look better in a suit than fatigue. Well, that's what but, you that's know. what you're naturally set up for, right? Right. It's going into the corporate world? Exactly. Right yeah. into CEO position mm-hmm. of Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Ah, too soon. Sorry. Too, too soon. soon. Sorry. Ouch. Sorry, the, Jeffrey. Yeah, Where's Jeffrey the giraffe is rolling in his really, really tall coffin. Yeah, so I am apprehensive, also very excited, and I am the real deal. Okay, this is good. So, this is good. do so I need a do I need a pen and paper? It could help, but I don't. I uh, think we're gonna do this well, live. We got a Let's pen. Yeah, we're live. doing okay. it live. So, well, for our listeners, here's what's about to happen. Van is gonna go through <laughs> a little mini mm-hmm. uh, what Scott's gonna ask mm-hmm. him about himself and kind of talk to us about himself. So we're gonna get to know Van a little mm-hmm. better. I'll share some stories too throughout. Uh, and so the youth school is about transitions. You don't just help military, but you do help military, right? Right. right. So you do. You've done people in prison. Ooh. You've done. We got a caller. I'm gonna go get that phone. I'll, okay. I'll get. I'll get it. Very I'll good. Get okay. It, okay. It's uh, my grandma. So we've got a uh, uh, people in prison, people in college, high, people school, in high school, college athletes, uh, U.S. Olympic athletes, uh, several kinds of veteran organizations, uh, some companies. But I think one of the sweet spots has been, and this is not by design. It's been working with veterans. So. Can I get you started? Sure. You ready? Let's do it. Absolutely. Welcome to school. Thank you. About you. Yes. Not baby lambs. Um, So there's, in transition, (laughs) even that book that you're talking about, I think it sets you up with what Max was talking about earlier, the externals of the job search. And I I don't know if you've done this yet. Maybe this is a yes or no question. Have you yet gone onto a career search website, like a monster.com sort of thing? Yeah, I did the uh, BLM search, so the Bureau of Labor Management. Okay. Okay. And I, but I did that only because I had, uh, because my degree is in adult education, workforce education, curriculum development. So um, I was familiar with BLM and I was familiar with work, work codes and identifiers. Uh And I was uh, familiar with that each job was projected out for 10 years and that there were prerequisites per job Mm -hmm. to satisfy for the uh, industry standard. So I went in and just kind of looked at the mean average income starting, you know, so on and so forth and just seeing where the jobs are. Exactly. Where the openings are and 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 where the growth is. Was there fruit from that search? What did you learn? What I learned is that it's a very metric way of of looking at things yeah. and that that doesn't serve me. I'm, I'm more of an intuitive mm-hmm. uh, uh, reactor. Yeah. So 
Uh, I like to go with what comes naturally, and I and I like to polish myself continuously mm-hmm. and feel like I'm self improving all the time. So I wait for my intuition to take mm-hmm. over, my instinct to take over, yeah. and so I didn't get anything instinctive out of it. What I what I really saw was I saw a shadow instead of the light. Huh. I saw a shadow, so I saw a so light. You were hoping to find some clarity. Sure. Yep. Finding some job. Oh, there's a job like this that is exactly designed for someone like me. Yeah. Didn't find it. No, no, and I didn't go too far into it. And here's here's something else that I think everybody should know. Uh, when transitioning, it's it's always been said, and I've always heard that you don't want to get serious about it until you're 18 months out. Okay. Yep. And then that there's different wickets you want to hit. Uh-huh. Um, and it brought the 18 month mark is when you start kind of corralling mm-hmm. all of your um, medical stuff, Paper and then about work, the yep, right. and then about the six to three month mark. That's when you want to start putting out the feelers okay. for a job because last thing you want is to find a job yeah. that they want to hire you and you go, Today. well, yeah, I can't yeah. get there for a year. Yeah. Yep. So th- tell, tell us about the shadow. So it was just, uh, I saw how that could work for me, but I saw mm-hmm. it wasn't the light I was looking for. Yeah. So I was seeing the shadow of something that doesn't appeal to mm-hmm. me and, and I don't, I don't want to work in broad strokes like that. I yep. want to work through networks. I want to go through word of mouth. I mm-hmm. want I want to get a job somewhere where it's almost, I need someone to know my name and to right. know my reputation right. and yep. request me to be there. Mm-hmm. That way I know that I am needed yeah. there specifically for not only what I am, but who mm-hmm. I am as well. So I that's, I think that's more of what I wanted. Yeah. I'd say that sounds like the ideal scenario. Yeah. So if that's, if that's success, then to reverse engineer success, because that's going to require a few things. It's going to require you know those people. Yep. It's going to require that when you sit down with them, what you share about yourself is understandable and compelling. And I put that into the category of story. So you need to be able to tell your story in an effective way that they can either hook into or know someone that could hook into your story. So I think one of the biggest dangers most transitioning veterans that I've known make is assuming that you know your story. And so to put you on your spot, uh, uh, on the spot right now, what, tell us, and this will give you like 60 seconds. This okay. is like a kind of a prime, either not necessarily an official interview situation, although right. this would be true, but more like we're, so we meet at a Starbucks because yeah. a friend of a friend introduced us yeah. and I sit down and say, okay, Van, tell me about yourself. What do I need to know? Well, that's I'm, a great question. Yeah. This is my elevator pitch about mm-hmm. me and yeah. I, I, I keep it real simple and I feel like I've, let me do my 60 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm somebody who, uh, I never play stupid. I don't pretend like I know it all. Um, I am not afraid to fail if it's in an effort to succeed. And I never quit. Like, if there's something that I really believe in, mm-hmm. I never quit. And I think the greatest sign of success is that you were able to bring people with you. Mm-hmm. Max? What do you got, about 45 more seconds? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, here's here's something that I noticed was really hard when I did this. Mm-hmm. A minute is a long time to yeah. talk about yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. And and what are you gonna say, right? right. So that was, I think really it was well good. Done. Well really done, good. Man. I Thank think. Uh, yeah. But I, you know what I did? I just re- it just occurred to me. I lost forty five seconds. I'll never get back. Right. I gave yeah. it up. Yeah. So so Scott, I want to add one thing. Sure. Maybe I hope that this isn't what you're about to uh-huh. say. Okay. Or, or something that you're going to say, because yeah. I do remember it from the Honor Foundation. I want to say it because I like it, is uh, you practice a one-minute elevator pitch because you only get 15 seconds. Hmm. So you come up with a minute of things to say about yourself that are prepared. You're going to get to say some of them. So mm-hmm. know your audience, right? Mm-hmm. And we know yeah. about know your audience. Mm-hmm. In, we're, we're teachers, right? Yeah. So uh, 
Van and I. So yep. know your audience and then pick these highlights from your from your pitch mm-hmm. that you're going to have the actual time to tell somebody. Yeah. So we're going to step back a, bit, a, yep. a bunch, and that was good. I know put, getting on the spot, anxiety goes up, yeah. clarity goes down, rarely goes well. Yeah. And I think if you're like me, most of the time it's like, ah, I should have said, I could have said, why didn't yeah. I say? So I learned that in kindergarten when people make fun of me, I would think of good comebacks the next day. <laughs> well, the jerk store called. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and they ran out of you. It's an old Seinfeld joke. Um, there, there are f- – so story, back to your story. I think there, I think there are components of somebody's story that, that, um, that are compelling. Everyone has these different components of a story, and it's not necessarily a timeline of a story. So when I was born, this is what oftentimes veterans will do. Tell us about yourself. Okay, well, how far back do you want to know? When I was born, right. uh, and then I was raised in, and then before you know it, 14 minutes have gone by, and typically people are pretty polite, and they'll listen, right. but they're starting to slowly tick down on, do I trust this person? Do I like to be around this person, et cetera? So that there's five components of a story that are, that are really helpful, and those five components actually are questions that I believe everyone should answer. Okay. And we're going to, so let me dive through the five questions and say a little bit more. So one, what do you believe in? That's what that's the first big question. What do you believe in? And there's underneath that question, it's what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the world? What do you believe is important? What do you believe about your place in the world? As you go through these questions, yeah. the, the five main yeah. ones, you want me to answer them as, no. I, as you go through we'll them? We'll come okay. back to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second is what kind of person am I becoming? It's a vision, and it's not, it's not, um, it's not external, except it is around behavior. It's about your character. So I want to be... Uh, I'm, I'm seeking to become someone that's generous. I'm seeking to become someone that's kind. I'm seeking to become someone that speaks truth to power, a la 89.1 radio. Um, it, it's, a, it's a picture of the kind of person that there's glimpses of it now, but I'm seeking to become it. And it's, and it's evidenced by humility and also pursuit of personal growth. Third one is what's my mission? And the way we frequently talk about that with veterans is uh, it's the problem that you want to solve next. So... We don't talk much about purpose in the U School. Purpose, I think, is this lofty, almost spiritual, grandiose word that people exchange for lots of other words. In-state, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think purpose comes from understanding what your mission is and contributing to solving that problem. So it's a feeling. It's an experience. That's what purpose is for me. Yeah. So the mission, it would be more like, what is the problem, the thing that really irritates you about the way the world is? Or about the wave, in your case, maybe it's the education system, or it's a way around access to education. It's it's something specific. It's something likely time oriented, meaning it's not. The, it might not be the rest of your life, because I think a lot of people get stuck in that purpose concept, where it has to be the overarching thing that I do forever. For me, I look back and I see there's been these seasons of life of missions that I've gone to chase yeah. and, and go after. So, um, in review, what do I believe in? Wh- who am I becoming? What's my mission? And then fourth, how will I best contribute? And this is a mixture of my strengths and talents as well as my skill set. And it's a part of even the experiences that I've had. And so this is probably where most people land in a, in a, in a job interview situation. Which is what I feel like I covered yeah. in that 15 yeah. seconds. It's the Which only thing good. I addressed out yep. of those. But I also didn't hear anything necessarily tangible. Yeah, I heard my qualitative skill set. things. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't talk about any of my quantitative stuff like my Actually, skill set. Actually, I think you that. answered the second question, what kind of person am I, really well. Okay. I forget how you started it, but it was like, how did you start it? Well, I, I, it is my it is my spiel. Like when I sit around in yeah. traffic or trying to go to sleep, uh-huh. county, sh- county sheep, I 
and I think about, you know, who I who I want to be, you know, yep. versus who I am. Uh, I my representative that walks into the room, mm-hmm. uh, I want that to be as close as the person that I am when people reflect on me. Yeah. So I want that person to be somebody who doesn't pretend, doesn't mm-hmm. play stupid. Yep. Uh, doesn't right. pretend to know it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep, okay, that's how I started it. So the last question is, who do I belong to? Yeah. So looking back in these five big questions, what I've noticed, I, I did not serve in the military. I've, uh, both my grandparents did. Great respect, but I don't have personal experience. This is more from learning and listening. But those five questions have mostly been answered for you during military service. So again, uh, what do you believe in? Yeah. What kind of person are you supposed to be? What's your mission? Yeah. What's your job and how are you going to contribute your job and who do you belong to? So those five big questions have actually organized your entire life for yeah. as long as you've We've been, been conditioned serving. to a certain degree. Yeah. I can answer those at a, some level. Yeah. yeah. Currently. In yeah. your current role, I bet yeah. there's pretty clear answers for most of those. But in transition, all of those answers now are starting to disintegrate. And when those answers disintegrate, which those are core foundational life questions and answers and and they have to be really, uh, uh, in order to be a healthy person, or, or some would say a healthy adult, those have to be answered for you, not by anybody else. And so that's why I think the veteran transition, I'm so attracted to it, I'm so drawn to it, because it's, it's the time of life where perhaps, I've heard guys say, I went in at 19, which was when I stopped really answering those questions. Yeah. I had them answered for me, which is mostly why I went to serve in the military. Absolutely accurate. And now I have to, at 35, 45, 55, I have to come up with the answers again myself. That's overwhelming. It's disorienting. And when you go back to that website, the BLM website you're talking yeah. about, and you haven't answered those questions again in this new season, it's going to become the shadow. And the more, probably the more you look into it, the more noisy Did and I say dark BLM? it's going to get. BLS. BLS. Thank yeah. you. BLM. Bureau of Land Management. I okay, just wanted to clear that up for our thank audience. You, thank yeah. you. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We don't need any no, calls yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so something uh, they do great work at yeah, the BLM. Yeah, they do. That's great. And thank you for your government service. <laughs> Bless their hearts. So yeah, they know who they are. <laughs> they know who they belong to. So something I noticed when you were saying that, and it made me instantly. Th- I'm reading this book by uh, Sebastian Younger called oh, Tribe. Yeah. yeah killer book yeah man. it's great and i'll plug it it's he's belonging. This, yeah it's his, it is yeah, yeah it's yeah. homecoming and belonging yeah. and he and he talks about this mm-hmm. and it has shaped some of my mm-hmm. think some of my concrete ideas yeah. it has either validated verified mm-hmm. or reshaped mm-hmm. and uh i'm not saying i live my life based on his but I, it came it, that book came to me in a, at a, this point in my life yeah where uh you're absolutely yeah. right that we have been told in the military service i mean it's and it's even though it's not regarded the same but a, a prisoner who does 20 years in yeah. prison and yeah. somebody who does military service for 20 mm-hmm. years have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. the outcome is right. very the right, conditioning right. is right. very much the same the transition i have known what i am right uh and and because of what i am it had it, it associated core values with that so yeah. it gave me an idea of who to be when i didn't know who to be yeah or when right i knew i knew if i could reduce myself down to the standard core value yeah. that i could not go wrong which was honor courage commitment yeah. and if i could if, if i could identify what mm-hmm. that meant to me then i could be in alignment with the navy's core values mm-hmm. my unit's core values right. my team's core values right. and so it's i think it's an excellent yeah. point that yeah, you yeah. make and because i really yeah. am there right now mm-hmm. and i and i because i will i will now i will belong to Veterans yeah. and veterans isn't Navy specific; it is right. military specific. Right. Yeah. And and in my and in you know and then I was just going to correlate that with tribe and yeah. and 
So I'll let you mm-hmm. continue because mm-hmm. I, I I love where it's going. Well, I think I think what he hits on and you're you're experiencing is that's that might be the most important dynamic of transition is belonging. And if though all you get is a little pamphlet about jobs and how to do a job search, you so here's what we would say: you might be successful in that transition program because you got a job. But if you don't feel like you belong to anybody, which I would, there's a lot more than just I belong to somebody because you can belong to Padres fans. You can, but it's it's more for me. It's a sense of I am known. I'm seeking to know others. I we're interdependent. It's where I believe for me most of my the meaning of my life comes from. It's the relationships. And so if I am losing those, and I'm not exactly sure about my own value as it relates to the marketplace, um, then you know, focus on resumes and job search all day, but you're going to be, at, it's going to be at the detriment and cost of your soul. Yeah. It's like speed versus velocity. Boom. I'm an accounting major. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, speed yeah, is in a given direction. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the velocity is just kind of anywhere. So rather, you know, we don't have necessarily pen and paper at the time. That's why the work that we do takes a long time. It's not, well, we could probably create an assessment Luckily, or an app. Luck, one thing, though, is yeah. this whole episode is being recorded. So Good. we can listen do to it, it over, back, over, you know, and you yeah. can hear over. what your answers are yeah. to these questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was actually thinking that when I was like, do I need, no, I don't need a pen and paper. I got So max. the way we would recommend is not only to, actually, we wouldn't even uh, recommend answering those five questions straight up. There are ways to get to those questions that are a bunch of different questions to get there. So each one of those questions, in our experience, there's probably 30 to 50 questions uh, because if I just ask you who do you belong to, you'll probably say, I don't know, my mom right. and my co-host Max. And, yeah. But but there's but it's the people that you really connect to, the people that you want to be around, the people that bring the good and the bad out of you. There's a lot more depth there to focus on, and so one part of it is literally pen and paper, is to respond to these questions and to think about all these different aspects of your life. But it's also about who you process them out loud with. I'm more and more convinced that in order for me to understand myself better, I need to talk about myself out loud. And I'm a pretty, despite what you might hear over the radio, I'm a, I'm a relatively internal introverted. I like to go on my, on my own thoughts. My wife is frequently tapping me. Hey, are you in there? What are you thinking about? I want to hear your feelings and thoughts. So, um, but it's, but it's, it's essential that I share out loud with friends that I trust because a few things happen. One I'm sharing, and I'm not even sure if this is what I think or feel yet. But as I'm sharing it, it actually has a way of sort of like crystallizing it as I say it. And either it crystallizes it because, yeah, that it, yeah, I really believe this. Or as I say it and it doesn't really make sense and yeah. your face lets me know that you're confused by what I'm saying. Or, or maybe it's not even confusing, but you're looking at me like, dude, that's not you. Yeah. That's not who you've been. I didn't, I didn't think we were going there. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Then I all of a sudden realized I got some more work to do. And then likely as I'm sharing about me, you're going to start sharing about you. And I'm going to be able to borrow from your vocabulary and your experience and not necessarily steal from your life, but it's you might have words or have connected thoughts before that never connected, but they actually they actually help organize my brain and how I think about it. So it's you going through these questions with a group of friends and sharing them with a group of people that you're going to stay connected to well after your transition. That's what I would recommend. And I don't know. I think what I want to Scott, check in. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Please. Uh do you think there's value in doing that same thing that you just said with you said with friends, right? Family. Yeah. What about uh is it different to say you would do it for your peers? Yeah, I think that's an element of it because I know you're talking about people you've been working with, serving with in the military. Yeah. Yeah. I think those 
people know you like a certain part of you because there's for me not that I'm inauthentic but there are I, I am different as a friend to someone that I grew up with from my neighborhood when I was 10 that I am with a friend that I met after college. Yeah. I am different when I go coach my daughter's softball game as a coach to parents. I'm different than I would be at a bar with a couple of my buddies. I'm different at work. Uh, so I think it's more thinking of yourself like the 360 degree review concept that there's value in people that have worked with you and seen patterns and behaviors and felt smelled you all that stuff that they would be giving you feedback, but that's one data point of many data points. So I would recommend someone that you work with, at least someone, someone that you live with or are very close. It's like your, your, your close tribe, uh, someone in your family. I mean, that could be mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, someone that you maybe grew up with has known you for a long time. And then someone that I think ideally someone that you look up to, someone that you emulate, you want to, you like the way they are, you like the way they live. Yeah. And maybe you're impressed with what they do professionally, but I'm actually more interested in sharing that stuff with people that I want to be like, yeah. and not that I'm going to copy their lives, but I want to, they, something about the way they live really resonates. Yeah. You want to associate with them. Yeah. And, yeah. Have them rub off yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah. So let me check in. Yeah. Is this overwhelming? No. Okay. No. I mean, I'm actually, I really enjoy it. Good. Yeah. I think it's important, but I'm at that point in my life, you know, I'm, I'm past 40. Yeah. Uh, I got my own kids, yeah. you know, I'm trying to teach him how to be people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's a disconnect. There's a generational mm-hmm. disconnect. Um, I'm highly conditioned uh, from the military and, uh, and, and, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I want them to have a better life than me, right. but I also understand that, you know, my, the, my, my Plinko course that I took my, you know, my <laughs> ping pong course that I took uh-huh. through life is the result of, you know, my success and my failures. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they need to have their own. And mm-hmm. so I am I am in the process of letting go. And eventually, you know, just like you said, I am going to take this technique of understanding yourself yeah. and I will challenge them to know mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT was here last week talking about it, uh, know thyself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and he was also talking about how he considers himself uh, not unique, uh, mm-hmm. but rather an outsider. An amalgamation. Amalgamation. Amalgamation, thank you. Nice. Amalgamation of many. Yeah. And sort of that collective uh, co- sort of consciousness type of, uh, you know, awareness uh, forward. Yeah. So I enjoy yeah. it. And so, uh, you know, and I'm thirsty for that. So. And you mentioned you have kids. Are you still married? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think also then there's an added dimension. Are you? Are there kids little? High school? Uh, I got a 14-year-old daughter okay. and a 9-year-old son. Okay. So I think as much as you're, and this is where I think also veteran transition also, um, the way we've seen it is short. Um, I think for you at this stage of your life, it's probably just as useful, if not more valuable to make it about we, what's our story? Yeah. What do we believe in? And especially if your daughter's 14 and maybe you got four or five more years with her in the home, but, but with your wife and the nine year old, you've got quite a bit of runway left to think about what kind of family do we want to be? What kinds of experiences do we want to have? What What is the problem we want to solve with our with our family and our lives? Something my family's thought about in the neighborhood that we're in, in the school my kids go to, in the sports my kids play. How do we want to be there? What do, How do we want to operate there? And then we try to align our behavior and our decisions to those bigger things. And so it's a it's a we conversation. I know the most that uh, guys going through the Honor Foundation have gotten from our program who are married have been the ones who come up to me later and say, hey, I hope you don't mind, but I included my spouse, my wife, and my girlfriend in on this process too. 
And uh, and it's I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, along the way, it probably brought up a lot of arguments, probably dug up a lot of tension oh, yeah. and some past stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but it's the I'd say it's the right if you're willing, you have the humility and the energy. It's it's the right time. Transition is an opportunity for you to explore those things. Yeah, totally. I actually I'm getting that sense too. Like uh, there was that period between high school and joining. Uh, and I remember my first uh, sense of feeling like I was stepping off into an abyss, not knowing how mm-hmm. far I was going to fall was leaving high school and then kind of swinging and missing at jobs that my buddies were doing. I tried to get a similar job and oh, that's uh-huh. not going to work, you know, and just uh-huh. my idea of what the world was like. And then, you know, stumbling my way all the way until I joined the military. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what I thought the Navy was going to be like yeah. and, and then what it was actually like yeah. when I got it. And then, you know, you know, that first year and then my 11th year, you know, mm-hmm. a 10 year gap in between was two very different experiences. Huh. And so, uh, and now I know that I'm set up for that same experience. Like this is, I visualize what it's going to, mm-hmm. what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And so these, this line of questioning, uh, is, yeah. it, it falls in alignment with what I think some of us do naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah. it helps us. Uh, it's helped me so far in the last 10 minutes or mm-hmm. so. It's helped me to sort of funnel it, uh, sort of in this, uh, convergent sort of direction yeah. where it, yeah. it's it's got a, a left and right lateral yeah. limit so it doesn't go too far mm-hmm. and it doesn't right. get away that right. i can still herd the cats and yeah. keep them the world is not your oyster my, yeah my span of control <laughs> is within reality yeah. yeah yeah what is what's something because of being in the navy what's something that's been shaped in you from from the navy that you want to so there's two sides of the question what do you want to take with you and what do you want to leave behind? Uh, uh, and, and it's the deep stuff. It's the part, it's the role that you played. It's the way in which you operated in the Navy. It's those kinds of questions. Uh, what I want to take away, take with me, I should say. Um, I'll tell you what I will take away that I will never be able to undo is, and Max talks about this, is I am trained to train, to mm-hmm. learn. I can mm-hmm. learn just about anything you put in front of me mm-hmm. if you if I have the right equipment, the right resources, the right instructor in the right amount of time huh. I can do it yeah and uh, and then because because I know that I can do it and because I went through my own sense of doubt when I was learning some things huh. and overcoming that I know that I can teach somebody else how to do that mm-hmm. and so that is something that is now it's mm-hmm. it's it's inherent to me now it's yeah. something I will bring with me I will not be able to shed that yeah. and to a fault I might even go into a, a teacher or an instructor role and people don't want to be taught and I have to dial mm-hmm. that down Right. You know, I have to be able to turn that off and go, hey, some right. people just got to learn their own way. One huh. thing, uh, real quick, I'm still here. I love I love this episode of the Scuttlebutt Show because I'm just listening and I'm loving it. And the conversation mm-hmm. is so great. Scott, it's great to listen to you talk, yeah. uh, which is funny because you mostly ask questions, mm-hmm. right? But the que- if you ask smart, yeah. thought-provoking questions, what comes from that is really beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so thank you for that. I want to tell our listeners, if you, if you just tuned in or if you tuned in the last few minutes, uh, you're listening to the Scuttlebutt Show on 89.1 KNSJ in San Diego. There is a link to Scott's website on our Facebook page. You can find us at facebook.com slash the Scuttlebutt Show. We're on Instagram Live and Facebook Live every Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. and obviously on the radio here. Uh, podcast our episodes. You can find them on Android and iTunes Play Store. Um, and just this has been really, really great. And something about you, what you were just saying, Van, is uh, I kind of laugh at myself sometimes uh, because – I've gotten to a point in my life where what you were just talking about, it happens so often where in the military, somebody will say, hey, learn this. This is your job now. Hmm. Or you just get given new equipment, new technology and stuff. Yeah. So I'm at a point where I think, and uh, 
it, it's it's funny because my mind somebody will say hey can you do this and my mind will say I don't know but mm-hmm. my mouth will say yeah definitely and uh, <laughs> and training takes the, over the Navy way and but I oh, yeah. but the truth is I believe it you know like yeah. in my head I'm like I have no idea I don't know what that is right. I've never seen it before but I know I'm I know that if yeah. I apply the techniques I've You'll learned in the service I will do it hmm. yeah is yeah. that a common trait to Navy to military in general I think specifically to Navy, yes, uh-huh. and I think you know to the other services. As far as I can see, I think it is a common trait. Uh, you know, I, I think that when the mission set changes mm-hmm. per service, so the rate at which I see it and the frequency at which I see it is a yeah. lot. Uh, and what I'm used to, what I'm conditioned to seeing, is a lot more common within the Navy. I don't see a lot of people doing it the same way the Navy does it. Right. But I mean, when you get down to the you know to the nitty gritty, uh, you're seeing the same thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're really seeing it throughout all the different services, all the different branches, for sure. I'll tell you, my answer to that is it's it's not unique to any one service, but here's what uh-huh. it is. Um, for for everyone who served, uh, the question I would ask, if you don't think what I just said applies to you, then were you paying attention while you were in? <laughs> you know, yeah. or were you going through the motions? Because yeah. if I think back to, like, all the greatest people I've known in the military, leaders, uh-huh. peers, people more junior than me, and I look around, and if I can, if I just think back to those people, uh, and see that I was there with them, and if I yeah. absorbed the things that I learned from them, and and really huh. owned the experiences that I've had, and if if somebody else had done that, I think that that anybody would feel the same way. Yeah. Because it's just, what did you do while you were in? Did you really right. own that time? Did you make the most right. of it? Do you remember those challenges, or did yep. you float through them? You know, it's almost like did you surrender to what you had there and and go with the flow? Totally. Of what you were asked to do. I, I think that's a. One, it's a hugely admirable quality when you, when you think about being work ready, workplace ready is a phrase out there, especially in the workplace um, conversations. That makes um, sense. It's yeah, totally. It's uh, it's one of those qualities that I don't think it's highlighted enough. I can figure out what you're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. I can. I'm drawn to problems, and I can figure out how to fix them. That's a so. But I think the danger in transition then is, and I don't know if you f- found this, Max. You can start saying yes to things that maybe aren't the best for you. Uh, do you wonder if maybe yeah. I know something about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so what, what I mean is, and the reason Scott's laughing is because we just when you're we off the air before this, you're talking about how many different directions I allow myself to get pulled into <laughs> where I do like video and photography and I do, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on an improv comedy team and I do some creative uh, art and stuff on the side and I have a job and I have this radio program. Model slash actor. Yeah, and I was, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, slash. and there's, yes, yeah, slash. What'd you say uh, when you're hanging out last week? Like, slash you're the master of the slash. Yeah, uh-huh. slash life. So, um, but I love it. And I, I yeah. do, like, I like to be athletic and go out and do physical stuff. And, yeah. um, it, yeah, I love it. But yeah. it, you're absolutely correct, right? And this is what I was saying earlier right. in the show that transition spawns yeah. that desire to, yeah. like, I'm thinking in my mind, okay, I'm not in the military anymore. I can do anything. Right. I want to do anything everything right. yeah. and I'm doing it yeah. right now it's tough yeah. it's difficult I'm doing a lot of things yeah. you know yeah, now's um, the time to do it too. I hope I know sometimes mm-hmm. I uh I slip too mm-hmm. you know I know sometimes I probably you know let some people down like forget to call back forget to email forget to do something yeah. um maybe don't put everything I have into everything all the time but I'm trying I really right. am and uh and if somebody out there who knows me is listening and like I've I've done that to you I, I you know I'm sorry call in it's uh we yeah, yeah. call right in six one nine five two eight eight three eight three not advance here we can take callers this is your moment uh, it's um yeah it's it's funny because you 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 wonder your whole career in the military 
what if you, if you maybe not maybe not yeah. everyone but I did if I wasn't here on this deployment what opportunities how many opportunities have I had that mm-hmm. I didn't take while I was in the military and and I don't regret this I loved every day that I was in yeah. the Navy uh, I love it. it's the thing I'm most proud of in my life is my service mm-hmm. and uh, and then looking back if if there was something there and I was like I can't do that because I'm a hundred percent committed to this yeah now that I'm out if an opportunity comes along, I'm like Jim Carrey. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. man. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm taking. I'm doing. Yes, yes. I want to do that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a little distracting and a little overwhelming too. Well, I think a lot of people. You're you're going on this path of like the freelance life, and I think a lot of people the gig, do. like gig yeah, the industry gig economy. Yeah, I think a lot of people though will say yes to a job that's more full time, takes all their energy, and that's where I, I think I am just observing that and saying, gosh, I don't want that for you. For the transition veteran, I want you to take a, a moment to pause and reflect. What is the right? Re- what can I give my best to? And I think that goes back to those big questions. It's it's even a factor of what do I believe in? What's most important to me about the world? What kind of problems do I want to solve? Because if you're able to figure out anything, I I would kind of put something in there and say, but should you? Should you be able to do anything? Should you really invest your time into everything? What are the things that uniquely both give you life, make you come alive, but also that you could be best at? There's some magic. And that's conversational. That takes that takes some give and take, some ebb and flow. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> no one knew. No one knew who was supposed to say what. Uh, <laughs> so we have um, about sixteen minutes left in the show mm-hmm. uh, before we have to start wrapping it up. It always goes by so fast. Uh, we're working on. I want to get another hour for this show. Um, if mm-hmm. the station managers are out there, I'd like to get this show from uh, four to six. So if you're out yeah. there listening, uh, and if our listeners think that would be better for them to chime in, let us know. Uh, Again, this is the Scuttlebutt Show on 89.1 KNSJ here in San Diego, military-themed radio show talking about transition, talking about life after the military. We've got our guest, Scott Schimmel, from the U-School. The U-School is a program that specializes in transition, and you can find a link to his uh, website, which is theuschool.com, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. And we're going through helping Van, our co-host here, who has – I've been through the U-School curriculum, and it's awesome. And uh, now we're here with – and it helped me a lot. And I, I really mean that. Not just saying that because you're here. I mean, we've continued to <laughs> to talk and communicate yeah. long after. Um, and I appreciate. I think you're just a great guy all around. Thanks, Max. Um, just a little plug for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really think. And so, what else do we have for Van on his uh, his self discovery? I guess now that I know your data, that's that's something I'm drawn to. Is, is I'm curious. So you're stepping into a new role, yeah. As a dad, your 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 life is shifting, and they're actually, they're actually going through a transition as well, yeah. yeah. And I'm curious if I mean, this isn't necessarily a fill in the blank, but what kind of dad, what kind of dad do you want to be with the with the time you have left with them in the home? Obviously, it's going to shift and change, and maybe go off to college, or go work somewhere, li- live somewhere. But in the time you have home, what what do you want to sh- what do you want to change or see change about the kind of dad that you are? Heavy. Yeah, heavy. Um, okay, so the type of dad that I am, um, I am uh, definitely somebody who uh, I I love the idea of my children having a sense of self-efficacy so that they mm-hmm. feel like they are effective at whatever they set their mind to. Uh, I'm currently in the process of trying to shape what it is they set their mind to you know and <laughs> so yeah video games yeah and you know what the video games don't bother me too much as long as it's and so really right now i am i am trying to lead by example in other words mm. um you know i'm trying to teach my i'm trying to 
teach my children their limits. Hmm. Uh, the limits in the sense of, hey, buddy, are you sure you want another Snickers bar? <laughs> like, I know they're delicious, but I'm sure that one satisfied you. Yeah. Uh, let's try some water. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then I, and then I start to, and so I'm, I'm, I'm using, I'm using this as an example uh-huh. uh, because uh, I'm trying to shape their mind in the sense that <clears throat> their immediate world is, uh, it is both limited and unlimited. Hmm. So it's unlimited in what they can do with it, but it's very limited in uh, what they have access to right now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, the type of dad I want to be is somebody who uh, keeps them from going astray, mm-hmm. uh, but also uh, keeps, I want to be sort of uh, the wind that pushes them at the yeah. same time, yeah. that invisible force that they can harness right. and use it to propel them to wherever they steer. Yeah. And how, how open <clears throat> are you with them about your own butting up against your own limits? Incredibly open. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think I've made it I'm maybe almost too open. I maybe I maybe I've I've failed in a way that I need to create a sense of mystery. Hmm. And and you know, if I'm guilty of anything as a parent that I if I could go back and do differently is I've I've almost made their life too easy. And we hmm. do that as parents. Yeah. You know, we want to yeah. make it we want to make it so that they because we believe that they'll that they'll appreciate uh, mm-hmm. the things in their life that come easily, but if they've never had to work hard for it, yeah. uh, will they ever really appreciate it? And and so I'm learning as a parent mm-hmm. <clears throat> that uh, again, my own experiences, like my Plinko course that I took has, has rendered me, has submitted me mm-hmm. at a very human, human state where I realize I'm halfway through my life yeah. cycle yeah. and I'm lucky that I'm here right. and I appreciate that I'm here. I appreciate mm-hmm. the water that mm-hmm. I, that goes into the food yeah. that I eat and that yeah. I put into my body yeah. and that the planet is 70% water and my, and my body is 80% water. Mm-hmm. And like, that is basic, man. That's mm-hmm. like, that's like the first medicine mm-hmm. <clears throat> fire yeah. and water, man. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you put this? How do you, how do you make your kids appreciate that yeah. when we live in a society mm-hmm. uh, where, Oh, don't worry about it. Flush it. They'll treat it. We'll redrink it, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff like that. Right. And, uh, and so, <clears throat> you know, am I, Am I open and honest with them? Yes. That's right. <clears throat> and I, and I, I might be too open and honest yeah. with them and, and to where they think that they have more answers. Uh, they actually have more answers than they do yeah. questions at this point. Yeah. And so, but I also, I also have faith that, um, you know, I have done it in a way that when, when they do come up against the resistance of the rest of the world mm-hmm. that they will hear an echoing voice there mm-hmm. and I will have simplified great. things great. Uh, to the point where they know beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that I love them mm-hmm. and that all my advice came from mm-hmm. the heart for them yeah. and that they can tap into that at any point yeah. in their life whenever they're ready. Mm-hmm. So if I failed them in any way, I, w- I, I have not figured out how to meet them where they are at. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's that generational gap I was talking sure. about. So the type of father I want to be <clears throat> is one that I can meet them where they're at yeah. and, and help them get, yeah. get to a place where I know when they take that step off, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to either fall or float, mm. uh, but it's predictable. Yeah. And, and it's it, beautiful. Maybe not predictable yeah. to them, yeah, yeah. but predictable to the rest of the world yeah. to where they support them There's and they an can, order they can things. see a yeah. direction they're going in. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause I think, I think especially watching veterans transition, one of the things um, that I've observed is a lot of, guys particularly will shut down mm. and not share as much with their especially their wives or if they have kids they're not sharing about the 
things the the real things they're going through which is anxiety fear stress pressure and i think that's a huge miss because i would actually encourage that you probably can't share too much you can't be too open i mean you could be inappropriate that's not good yeah but within appropriate bounds that you would share even the anxiety of going to that website to say man it felt like a shadow to me why because one they want to know that you're human but two because how many transitions are they going to go through for the next 10 years yeah from middle school to high school high school to college or college to career whatever that is relationships but they might move places so if they can watch you be anxious and yet not get out of control or not make really poor choices for yourself it's one of the best and the way you put it is you can provide a true foundation for them that helps them see that there is an order to things i think you i mean i, I love that was that's really cool awesome hey, yeah uh, real quick scott yeah um I was just sitting here thinking what I what I want to do before we get over to the mark of 350 350 is when time really just disappears mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been putting out amazing stuff. Oh, also Joe Lara, who our friend from episode yeah. he was on episode one of the Scuttlebutt show. If you guys go back and listen to that one said uh, he agrees that kids need to learn resilience. Oh, uh, nice. You can't just make things too nice. easy. Um, What's up, Joe? Which every, we're all guilty of trying to take yeah, too good Joe, a care of the ones yeah. we love. And sometimes that backfires a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, People are listening. People are probably thinking mm-hmm. the U school sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to get, have this experience for right. myself. Yep. If someone out there is thinking that, what can they do? Mm-hmm. How can they? Wh- what time do you do? That. Stu- do you do classes? Yeah, yeah. How do we do? Yeah, it? traditionally up until this week, what we've only been able to offer is that we would come to you, and and if let's say you're in a transition program like the Honor Foundation, or we're working with a bunch of other veteran organizations like Team Rubicon. Uh, uh, starting to have conversations about Travis Manning Foundation, Pat Tillman Foundation. Yeah. Previously, all we could offer you is that we would come to you and run you through a series of workshops live, face to face, and that's there's a lot of magic to that, and and we still will continue to do that. Next week, we're launching a digital experience, and I, my experience of online education has been pretty flat. I mean, as as sexy as videos are in a discussion board. I don't really still learn very much, but the way we're designing the experience is that we would provide the time and space for you to self-reflect, whatever you, however you prefer to do that, pen and paper, writing, talking out loud. Some people are very external processors. Some like to be on video. I don't know who, but some do. Um, we want to give you the time and space and guide you to, to really focus on the right questions because it's not just self-reflection that's appropriate and helpful. It's authentic, good, guided self-reflection around the right questions. Otherwise, it just gets weird. I know I get weird when I start thinking about myself. It just gets all, I get bent out of shape. So we want to give you the right questions, which we have online. But then we, al- we also want to make sure that you are having the face-to-face conversations with the people that matter the most to you. You're, in our language, your advisors. This, it, this idea of like you creating your own advisory team, your own advisory board. And we will push you. Uh, by you know digital notifications to have face to face real conversations with people about things that matter, and so these people that you select that you want to share these things with, they will now know when it's time for you to share things about your life. They'll get a notification, and if you haven't done it in a few days, they'll probably give you a call and say, "Hey, hey, Van, I I, I know you wanted me to be a part of this thing with you. What are you working on? What's where are you stuck?" And then you might say, "No, no, I just didn't do it," or you might say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm having a hard time," and so we want to bridge the gap. The relational gap that often uh, erodes during transition, we want to help bridge that for people and, and provide true support. And what happens along the way is you're having real great conversations with your advisors. You're actually establishing a new group of belonging. 
Yeah. You're establishing a new sense of a tribe of people that know you, they're real you, and are helping you see who you're going to become. And they're going to now be a part of your story. And they want to be a part of your story because that's human nature. And they're going to walk with you of the next several seasons of transition as well. So coming next week, any veteran anywhere in the world, as well as athlete or student, can sign up for a low, low price and go through our experience online, which isn't go online to get something. It's to go online to be guided, to have real face-to-face conversations with people. So that's a great uh, explanation. So real quick, give us the highlights of that. They go to theuschool.com. Theuschool.com. Sign up, uh, make a profile. Yep. You select your team of advisors. You start going through the self-reflection exercises, and then we will prompt you probably seven or eight times when it's appropriate for you to go and have face-to-face conversations with those advisors. Meanwhile, we'll be sending your advisors short videos and articles. How do you how do you really support someone in transition? How do you yeah. ask better questions? How do you point out strengths and talents in someone? How do you um, how do you reach in when someone you feel like is struggling emotionally? What do you do? What do you say? Yeah. So we'll be equipping them as you go through this to know how to be a better support for you. And, and so the advisors that you're, they're pre-existing people that work. That you know, that's, it's people you choose. That you choose out yeah, of your own your life. Your own life, yeah. So they yep. need to make a profile as well. Yep. Is that correct? And they'll make their own profile and it'll be very so clear. So maybe other people that are in transition, would that be a good, totally. the best way to do it? Yep. I want to be, yep. I want to be an advisor. That sounds like a great experience. Yeah, like yep. a life coach. I almost feel like, That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's teen people up in your life to be a life coach to you right so most people want to be supportive to those in transition yeah they just don't really know how so we want to give them the right questions and here's here's the conversation you should have here's the questions you should talk about and then be done and go on to the next part that's great don't just talk about everything yeah, yeah. that's great it mm-hmm. reminds me of like you're choosing you're literally choosing you're building your own network that's right yep. yeah yep. i love it mm-hmm. and it's uh it kind of goes back to what J- jt said right so it you know it it asks you to do something you school ish before you even begin, yeah, which is right. take a look at the people who that you, you surround yourself it, with yeah. and who do you really, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to, if you have to really think about it, the people mm-hmm. that you know, if you said, who do, who do I want to ask to do mm-hmm. something like this for me? That'll mm-hmm. tell you a lot. And then totally. two, do I think that they'll do it? Yeah. And that'll yeah. sort out some stuff in your life. Right. I think if you're just, if you're just driving around, listening to this, challenge yourself to yeah. ask that question if i was doing yeah. the u school who or who if i was doing people? anything yeah. who are my people who are my mm-hmm. advisors right do i have yeah. any yeah, that's yeah a, that's, that, it's a great question that, right off the bat yeah that is great and, and what do you recommend is the uh what is a good four number of advisors great. okay four four. Would be ideal. so if you're but out if, there but if you only have one that's awesome yeah some people honestly to max's point really struggle either with i don't know who it's usually more like the shame and of being vulnerable yeah of asking for that kind of help yeah especially certain I think certain uh, characters coming out of the military are more predisposed. And I mean, character in a good thing. Certain kinds of people are coming out saying, no, 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 I, d- I don't talk about myself. That's not what we do. Yeah. And we're asking you, yeah, actually, you should talk about yourself. It's really healthy. Is, and there, a, for is you. there a specific uh, type of person or uh, like, in other words, is there, a, is there somebody you wouldn't, you should Shouldn't. avoid making yes. an advisory yeah, like yeah. your wife? Well, or, it depends. You know? It can. Yeah. I think it's good more question. people. What we would say is don't pick someone that you're really seeking to please. Ah, Don't yes. take someone Ooh, okay, that, that you really, sense. you really, really care about their opinion of you. Right. Like you, someone might say their dad. Right. That's a classical example. Classic example of yeah, you are so seeking his blessing. Right. Don't pick that guy. You'll I say mean, maybe it, inform him you, later. You'll say and do things just to just Absolutely. to get his nod. Yeah. And Got also, it. don't pick someone that will only tell you. What, yeah. what they think you want to hear. Be kind. You're Boom. so great. You're going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Pick someone that's the mixture of humble, honest. 
and knows you. Yeah. It doesn't have to know everything about you. Oftentimes, I think this is the start of people's pretty deep relationships. That's yeah. what we've heard a lot from guys coming to Honor Foundation. I didn't. I never had these kinds of conversations before, ever. And now I am with these yeah. people that I know, and I'm and I'm learning to trust them, and they're helping me understand myself so much better. And that's the thing about people in my life. I know that there are people that see things about me that I don't see in myself. Yeah. Because they'll tell me sometimes. Yeah. But it's usually they'll tell me years later. And I didn't, I'm like, what you, I'm always late. I didn't know I was always late. Yeah. And, and when I'm late, that actually hurts your feelings. Yeah. I had, why didn't you tell me that like yeah. 12 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> so this gives you the chance to level set some of the relationships and reestablish a community. So yeah, I think to your point, Max, that could be a very sobering. And if you don't, I don't know, call in next Friday from three to four and maybe yeah. Van and Max could be your advisors. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're down to about two minutes. So I, I want to real quick, um, just reiterate a couple things. One, uh, the you school.com is your yep, website. Yep. People want to go find out more yep. information, your program. I've been through it. And my experience, my personal experience was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should be taking that introspective look, especially if you're a veteran, even, and, and, and real quick, quick answer. Yeah. Uh, this is still effective. Even if you've been out of the military for a while, right? Yeah, totally. That's a lot of the folks in team Rubicon. They've, they separated years ago, yeah. some 10, 20 years ago. And I think the big thing for me is I look out as a, as a civilian citizen looking at veterans who are transitioning to me, I see a tremendous amount of potential that I want to, and potential for me is always in that lens of story. Mm. So I want to say thank you for your service. The story of the life that you've lived so far has been phenomenal, Mm. humbling, and I receive the benefit of that. But your story isn't done yet. There is actually quite a bit of purpose and impact and meaning that is yet to happen. And 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 it transcends service. It's beyond it. And so to think about places like Team Rubicon or Travis Mannion, Team Red, all these organizations that are now, I'd say, redeploying veterans into into community service. I'd say, I mean, that's I'm all in on that. So think about the story of what your life could tell. And the story comes from answering those five big questions. So we got about 45 seconds left here. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I wish we had another hour. I wish we had four more hours to talk to you. This went um, quick. Thanks, next, guys. Yeah, next yeah. week, uh, <laughs> we're in, I'm going to invite a female friend of JT's on. Uh, and I would like to tell our audience that I'm actively seeking out good female guests because I feel like that's an cool. underrepresented uh part of the military yeah, we love our we love our female troops yeah. um and and everything that they do they do a lot there there's women out there who've won silver stars in combat you know i feel like they mm-hmm. don't get the the recognition um as often i'd like to do that so van thank you for putting yourself out there today yeah buddy i only got through one question our, uh, but man it was uh <laughs> it was uh enlightening yeah yeah our theme music should be playing here in a few seconds i hope it does we had some weird issues with the music last week it should be resolved if it starts now Mm, Not yet. Oh, there it is. Thank you guys for tuning into the Scuttlebutt Show. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Desconzo. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Scuttlebutt Show and on Twitter at Show Scuttlebutt.